0: Hello, and welcome to Make It Clear, a conversational podcast about all things related to water and wastewater. I'm your host, Angela Bounds, and I'm joined by my co-host, Sean Rapp. In each episode, we'll tackle a relevant topic with facts and expert opinions and make things clear. Hello, and thanks for tuning in again. Today, we're joined by Steve Sinks. Hi, Steve. Hey,
1: how's everybody going?
0: Good. Good steve's joined us a couple of times and of course sean's here with me always (laughs) where i go sean goes
2: pretty much yeah
0: so steve's been with us many times before and today we're going to talk about watertight tanks so septic tanks are really the foundation of any on-site sewer system and they've been around forever right they've also evolved as septic systems have evolved and because they're the foundation of on-site systems and septic systems, it's even more critical that they work properly. So they are your first line of defense for keeping contaminants and solids out of your groundwater. We know that a good watertight tank is essential. It's one of the most important factors, if not the most important factor, when you're considering what tank you should buy. So Steve, you want to remind everybody how long you've been taking calls on septic tanks?
1: Sure. I've been doing uh, calls for about 20 years now. Yeah. On septic tanks, watertight tanks, watertight risers, lids. And I can't emphasize what more than what you said. It is the backbone of every septic system, whether it be mm-hmm. a standard system or a treatment system. it's right. it's It starts with the septic tank.
0: Yeah, it is the foundation. It's the backbone. I like that word. So for those of you that don't know or maybe aren't familiar, Arenco's always had, a, it, I guess we used to call it the 800 number. Now it's the customer service line. But we've always taken calls from people all over the U.S. and actually all over the country or all over the world. And those calls come in from a number of different walks of life, right? From homeowners who are trying to figure out what's going on with their system to dealers who are really familiar with our product and distribute parts for us to engineers who are engineering large scale systems. And Steve has spent a significant amount of time taking those calls from varying people. So Let's get into it. So what exactly, so we talk a lot about tanks and we were pretty firm on the fact that your tank needs to be watertight, first and foremost. But let's define for the audience, what does that look like? What is a good watertight tank look like?
1: So when we describe a watertight, structurally sound septic tank, riser connection and lid, it means that... When you do a watertight test on the tank over a 24-hour period of time, there is no infiltration or exfiltration in that 24-hour mm-hmm. period of time. So when we do a watertight test on a tank, we mm-hmm. you know have the risers on, we bring that water up into the riser, two inches into the riser, and we let it sit for a 24-hour period. And you can't lose any water, and you can't get any more water. In it from an infiltration standpoint, so which is
0: which is what infiltration and exfiltration is, right? right so, right. Inf- infiltration is the water coming into the tank when it's not supposed to, and exfiltration is the water going out of the tank when right. it's not supposed to.
1: And they and they both infiltration has its issues, and exfiltration has it its issues. Mm-hmm. Exfiltration, obviously, the thing that it's going to do is like what you said; it's going to contaminate your groundwater, your soils, Mm -hmm. if you have exfiltration from a septic tank. Mm -hmm. If you have infiltration, which is water coming in when it's Mm -hmm. not supposed to, you could be hydraulically overloading your drain field. You're not Mm going to get the treatment level in the septic tank. I mean, one thing that we can say is The septic tank is what we call the primary treatment part of the system. And you can get as much as 90 to 95% of the primary treatment, depending if you're talking about solids or fats, oils, and greases in the septic tank. So the septic tank does that treatment properly only if you don't have infiltration or exfiltration. So that's why it's the backbone of the system and for any system. And so that's Mm -hmm. why it's important that you have that watertight, structurally sound septic tank.
0: Right. Because yep. whatever system you have, you want it to be optimized, right? You want it to work in its optimal state as often as possible. And if you've got infiltration and exfiltration, infiltration or exfiltration, it's not going to work optimally.
1: Right. Yeah. And, and And just so everybody understands, there's a couple different kinds of Infiltration there 's the exterior infiltration which is coming from a leaky lid or a leaky riser or a leaky mm-hmm. tank mm-hmm. there 's also infiltration, which is a different subject altogether that 's coming from a leaky fixture from inside the tank, which we we put the terminology that 's also infiltration coming from the house but it 's not from a cause from a leaky tank right but, yeah con- yeah so anyways it it is the most important part of any septic system, whether it be a general mm-hmm. system, a treatment system, a sand filter system, mm-hmm. it's, it's the most important part because if you don't have that structurally sound tank that's not leaking yeah. inwardly or outwardly, you're not going to get proper treatment. Right.
0: So let's talk a little bit about the environmental impacts. So, I don't think that people really understand that if you have water leaking from your tank, if you have sewage leaking from your tank, the environmental impact that that can have on your groundwater or surrounding bodies of water.
2: Yeah, I think it's one of those things where people think, well, it's going into the ground anyway. What's the big deal?
1: Right, right. Well, well and that's true. But the thing that they don't understand, there's a difference between the effluent that leaves a properly watertight tank going to a drain field and then going to the soils and the soils doing the final treatment or a treatment system doing treatment is -hmm. you're basically when you get exfiltration is you're getting raw sewage put into the groundwater table which has no treatment to it at all it's just it's coming in and it's and it's going out and so they're right you're contaminating your groundwater and i had a some information here, but can't seem to find it. But basically, it's a groundwater separation issue. And so, right. yeah, that's what the whole uh, problem with exfiltration is.
0: Well, that's the whole reason you don't run a straight pipe, right? I mean, if you weren't concerned about the groundwater, then you would just run a pipe straight out of your house. Right. And let it just dump into the ground.
2: Right. Exactly.
1: And that's but- because, yeah. And that's because, like I said, you can get up to 90% of the primary treatment Mm -hmm. in the septic tank itself. I mean, that's where the primary treatment is done. And that's why we're general on-site, you know, gravity systems have a watertight tank and then a properly sized drain field. And if you don't have a watertight tank, then that drain field could get hydraulically overloaded or it could be contaminated with solids. And then you basically Mm -hmm. have defeated the purpose of that.
0: So let's talk a little bit about what it means if your drain field becomes hydraulically overloaded. So the whole problem with infiltration is that hydraulic overloading of your either your secondary treatment system whether that be a, a drain field or sand filter or
1: whatever it's going to. So right. right, so what what happens is a drain field or a sand filter is designed for a certain amount of hydraulic loading mm-hmm. so that you have the right amount of hydraulic loading with the right amount of oxygen yeah. so that the...
0: It's sized.
1: S- sized right? sized yeah. to handle a certain amount mm-hmm. of uh, liquid mm-hmm. then to take on the liquid and the oxygen so that the bugs that eat the constituents have the proper environment to do that. If you hydraulically overload and saturate that soil by having infiltration, you're basically going to drown your drain field and you're going to drown the bugs because you're just going to put all that water in mm-hmm. there and they're not going to have the combination of effluent and oxygen to do their job because you're right. just going hyd- to hydraulically overload it. And that goes mm-hmm. for any treatment system. I mean, that goes for our treatment system, a sand filter treatment system, or just a mm-hmm. general drain field. If you right. hydraulically overload that, The soils and the bugs can't do the right job Mm -hmm. to treating the effluent before it goes back to the groundwater,
0: which means that your system again won't work
1: optimally, right? Which is really what you're striving for exactly to protect the environment. I mean, that's what we're trying to do.
0: Yep. So, let's talk a little bit more about exfiltration. So, exfiltration, water getting out of the tank, water getting into the water table, the groundwater. And what exactly that looks like.
1: So obviously, most septic systems, the water source for that same house is typically mm-hmm. on a well. And, they get, and they're get they getting their well water mm-hmm. from the groundwater. That yep. exfiltration, if it isn't in the septic tank for a long enough period of time and treated and then going to the drain field, because there's usually a drain field and well separation... It could just be getting right into your groundwater, contaminating your groundwater, and obviously would make the homeowners of that well very, could make them very sick. Yeah. And, then it would, yeah, and so there's that issue, too, because a septic tank with a drain field is basically separated from where the well is at by a certain distance. Well, when you've got exfiltration, you're not having that separation between right. there and the well at right. for the groundwater mm-hmm. or even the groundwater say you're on a septic tank but you know city water like here we could have like a septic tank situation in umqua basin water yep. where you're getting your water from mm-hmm. another source not a well but you could be contaminating the rivers the creeks the groundwater and right. then that all ru- and then that all runs to the final destination mm-hmm. where everybody could be getting their they're drinking water from yeah. so
0: or runs by everybody's
1: swimming holes. It, right. It, exactly. Right? It gets into the North Fork and then basically you got contamination there. Yeah. And then yeah. the river gets closed. Exactly. Right. Exactly.
2: Something else people don't think of too is if you've got your tank say on a on a hillside or in a higher elevation, you've got a swale on your property. If you've got a high water table and say that ground is is soggy a lot of the time, If you've got exfiltration, that's going to contaminate. It's going to run right down that hill into that high water table, and it's going to contaminate all that. Now you've got raw sewage sitting in your property. Mm. And that's a health risk, not only for you, but for your pets and for your neighbors and everybody else. Yeah.
1: yeah. I guess, and I think I mentioned it earlier, you know, we we talk about watertight tanks, but that, I can't emphasize enough, that's inclusive to the risers Mm -hmm. and the Mm -hmm. lids. Not all Risers to all septic tanks are technically watertight, either, and right. that I mean. So the the tank may be fine, but you may have a connection problem with the risers or lids. So it's a, a complete package: mm-hmm. risers, lids, access risers outlet and tees. lids, outlet tee, the whole Inlet thing. Inlet
0: tee, yeah. Yeah. It's a, yeah, yeah. Corey touched on the outlet tee mm. in a recent podcast and talked about how you know I think a lot of us. So a lot of us have visited. Sites and bed on sites where that T is not secure. Right. On the outlet side. And that makes the tank not watertight.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and there's lots of places. Typically, if you have a good tank, you have a good lid and you mm-hmm. have a good seam there at that lid, that top lid, and that tank connection. That's mm-hmm. another place that is very important too but yeah right. it's, a, it's a total package yeah and in you know and it sounds like a simple thing yeah oh how you know it's it's a septic tank well mm-hmm. it's like we said in the very beginning it's the it's the backbone it's the most it's the beginning it's right. like I, I can't think of a example but oh here's an example you build a house if the foundation to the house is not adequate right. your house your house is going to suffer because of that. It's going to settle. It's going to, you know, things could just happen if you don't have a good foundation. Mm-hmm. The septic tank is the foundation of every septic system. If you don't have that, you really don't have a good system.
2: Yep. Yeah. It's that important. You know, it's really unfortunate that a lot of the, well, I'm not going to say a lot. There are a few places in, even in our country here in the United States where they don't necessarily espouse watertight tanks or think that they're important. Right. I remember being at a conference and I won't use any names or anything, but it was in one of the mountain states. And I overheard a conversation of some installers who were talking about, yeah, concrete tanks are great. I just open or get a hole dug in the ground. And then I knock a hole in the bottom of it so that when I put it in the hole, all the water can get in so that it'll just sink right to the bottom. And then I just go ahead and put all the rest of the installation Mm -hmm. in. And I thought, well, what good is that? If you've got a hole in the bottom of your tank, now you're just leaking effluent everywhere. Yeah. You know, you may think that it's holding stuff in, but.
0: You know, it's one of those things, Sean, where I always think about, you know, the reason that we do these podcasts and the reason that we do the trainings that we do and webinars and talk about all this stuff is so that hopefully, you know, it extends out. And when you know better, you do better. Right. And there are a lot of places and people who learned practices that maybe weren't the best, but it was what they knew.
2: Right. Exactly. and. Like you said, hopefully through some of our efforts through getting this information out there that it will open some eyes and change some minds. Right.
0: So, Steve, are there any other issues with leaky tanks or issues that can be caused by leaky, leaky tanks that you want to touch on?
1: Well, the other thing that can be a problem if you have a leaky tank is it can be a problem of misdiagnosing if there's a pump in a system with a mm-hmm. control panel, in other words, you right. may get a, a false sense of, Oh, I have a bad pump right. or I have bad floats. Floats. Yep. You know? And so, so you do oh, yeah. get, so you're going to get misinformation based on the fact that your tank's leaking. Yep. Then you, and then you might just inadvertently replace something that doesn't yeah. really need to be replaced.
0: It's happened. Well, I, oh, I mean, it, 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 yeah, <laughs> it's one of those things it's happened more than once where you we'll yeah. get a phone call yeah. and it's, the pump's not working. Well, yeah, the pump works. It's just that your tank is leaking, right? Or, or your tank is taking on water.
1: Either way, either you have infiltration that can't mm-hmm. keep up, or if you have exfiltration, you'll be getting possibly false alarms yeah. with low levels mm-hmm. because it's leaking out, and yep. there's, you know, and your floats are, aren't working properly, yep. or and you're chattering. So, you're yeah, exactly, up it, and down. It yeah. gets
0: it out, and then it comes right back. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yep and so that yeah. and then you know and then the other thing is when you got the tank not working properly and it's followed by a treatment system mm-hmm. which is highly dependent on flows and things coming in on a routine intervals right you, you're not going to know you know is it the treatment system is it the stuff in the treatment system is it the you know it's just all those things when you have, because you got that thing and you got that yeah. tank in front of that treatment system that's causing your problems. Right. And so that's when you start looking at, okay, I got to start mm-hmm. doing a watertight test on my septic tank. I got to start testing. Well, and mm-hmm. I'll give you an example too. Having worked in the pump department, we had a septic tank on the East Coast, infiltration at high tide, the salt water got in there and just destroyed all of his pumps. Mm. So the salt water got in there. And so, Obviously, they fixed that infiltration part, but you know, there you go. It just destroyed those expensive pumps because that that salt water got into the it got into the system. So there, you, there's another example of infiltration coming in and destroying
2: very expensive equipment. Mm-hmm. So well, cheap it's kind of interesting. Cheap, cheap tanks oh. won't necessarily save you money.
0: <laughs> well, and what I was going to say was that you want your float or your pump. To be the cause of it right nobody wants to even think <laughs> about having to replace <laughs> their tank right like so you'll find sometimes that it'll be something will be blamed this mm-hmm. the issue that you're having will be blamed on oh it's bad floats or oh it's a bad pump because you would much rather have that happen than find out that your tank is not watertight and you need to replace it
1: yeah, uh, yeah. the the yeah the the cost of those is a yeah. lot cheaper than digging a big hole and pulling that out and putting something new in for sure yeah
0: pulling it out, disposing of it exactly getting a new one set it's it's gonna be a chore mm-hmm. and
1: and there are there are just very few jurisdictions that require watertight tanks now, arinko has been active in that. Mm-hmm. Watertight tanks. It used to be called tanks, 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 watertight tanks. That was yeah. that was that's when I first got here. That was the, I know that was the that was the mantra, right? Well, I, and then I've it, heard and it my then, whole life. I yeah. know, <laughs> and you and you know, that's one of the reasons why you know we got into the tank making business is because we had a hard time finding. So we got we mm-hmm. got into that business, and so it's true. And when we and when we find a tank manufacturer that makes a quality tank. It's like, okay, we're on board. Let's go. And so our, our treatment systems, you know, that's one of the things those specifications in there say it's gotta be watertight. We also put in there, this is how you test the tank. So it's Mm -hmm. watertight because of all those things we talked about hydraulically overloading a treatment Mm -hmm. system. So it's kind of, it's kind of a, I I hate to say it and you can, Sean, you can pull this out, but Sean and I were talking about this earlier. (laughs) It's kind of, it's kind of a dull subject, but it's a very, very important subject. It's like, you know, it is to me. It's I, like, it's like,
0: I get it. Like I've thought about this a million times <laughs> and because we, so I, my father being one of our founders has talked like literally as long as I can remember about watertight tanks and the necessity of all tanks being watertight and what that means to a system, why you're doing what you're doing, why we're putting in what our, what we're putting in, et cetera, et cetera. And it's kind of interesting because I've had the same thought, Steve, like things, it's just something we always talk about, right? Like we always talk about water ta- watertight tanks and you've been here for 20 years. I've been here for- We won't
1: say, don't say
0: you'll you, you yourself. <laughs> right. Sean's been here for a really long time, and tanks are just, we believe that they're the foundation. We know that they're the foundation, and we know that they need to be watertight. And so it gets to that point where it's like, well, should we really like, do we really need to talk about it anymore? Like, we've been talking about this for 40 years. Do we really need to do that anymore? But the answer is
1: yes. Yeah. But you I look on it, absolutely. Yeah. But you look on it on a PowerPoint presentation or a slideshow. And you Mm -hmm. look at this thing and you go, yeah, it's a septic tank with a couple of risers and a couple of lids Mm -hmm. with no moving parts. Right. With no technical, like, you know, Mm -hmm. whiz bang, you know, Mm -hmm. computer stuff or electrical stuff, but it's the best part of your septic system that can do the most for you. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Well, and I guess I always fall back to if everybody was doing it, we could stop talking about it. Right it would become a bullet point or a footnote instead of a a 20 to 30 minute topic of conversation. Because if everybody's doing it, then we don't have to, we don't have to hammer it home anymore, but not everybody's yeah. doing it.
1: Well, and that's the funny thing. You've been seeing it longer than anybody, ex- yeah. you know, other than y- your dad and mm-hmm. Hal and Eric and Jeff, and we still have, we've, you know, mm-hmm. we've been into doing this for your family and the company has been doing it for, you know, for right. decades, and we're right. still talking about it. We, you well, know?
0: And I think that we, like I, I talked about a little bit earlier with the customer service line, especially if you've ever been on that loop, you take those phone calls from people, you get to really understand what the impact is of not having a watertight tank, what that means to somebody, what they end up having to do, like the number of people. So in Oregon, they instituted the the point of sale inspection, right? Your tank's not watertight. Before you can sell your house, you have to replace it. And that can be hugely impactful to somebody. Yep. All because they didn't get, have a watertight tank in the first place.
1: Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, the, and, and one of the very first things the customer service guy will ask when somebody calls and describes you know, their situation mm-hmm. is like, yeah. okay, do you have a watertight tank? Do you have infiltration? Do you have exfiltration? What's going on? That's yep. one of the very first things that, okay, let's rule that out. Yep. And move on to the rest of
0: it. <laughs> I need you to mark it, and then I need you to call me in the morning. Yep. And tell me if it's in the same place. I,
1: exactly. That's yep. exactly right. And mm-hmm. you know, you know, and not so much the infiltration from that's happening right. on the outside or the exfiltration. It's like go inside your house, turn everything off. Mm-hmm. And go back out there and see if you got water coming in there because you know that's a whole nother topic. A leaky yes. fixture, a leaky fixture yep. can do the same thing about the you know the water running mm-hmm. in high mm-hmm. groundwater. So much I, easier so, to fix. Oh, way easier, <laughs> but you got but you got to figure that all out. But uh-huh. yeah.
0: it's I had a leaky toilet the other day, a week or two ago. The stopper yep. went bad, and because of my experiences, I'm like no. Like we need to just like we have to fix it now. Like I can't even hear the water run at all because I'm like, it's just wasteful and yeah, it's gonna impact yeah. things.
1: Yep. Yeah. And you're, you're on and you're on City Sewer.
0: I am, I'm just programmed.
1: I, I know exactly. <laughs> I mean, I'm the same way. I mean, it's the same thing when I'm here in the office, you yeah. know, because I'm I'm here and here pretty much by myself. The advantech systems out back. Yeah, it's going into a high level. You go into the men's bathroom. The toilet's just, it's just running off the right. hook, you know, Right. And get, it, like- get it get it, to stop. The high level goes away. It's yeah. like, you know, but yeah, but there's only, but there's nobody here. And yet that's how much water yep. is mm-hmm. running into that system. Yeah. But, yeah. So yeah.
2: here's, here's yep. sort of the way I look at the whole thing. Yes. We make tanks. Yes. We sell tanks, but tanks are not a huge part of our business. We made tanks because we were putting in a way to allow people to buy a tank if they didn't have access to a good quality tank. We don't talk about watertight tanks because it brings us profit or we profit from it in any way. (laughs) We talk about watertight tanks because we are so passionate about protecting the world's water that we want people to understand that this is important. Yep. Just like lids are important for safety and, and so on. Tanks yep. are important for protecting the groundwater and for protecting yep. people's public health. And so this we're gonna continue to harp on this and and hammer this home until, like we were talking about, people get the idea that until it becomes so commonplace mm-hmm. that watertight tanks are used everywhere. Exactly. We yep. will
0: talk about it until. Yep. Exactly. We will harp on safety and protecting the groundwater until.
2: And I'm not going to apologize for that. I'm no matter how much people get get annoyed by the fact that we keep talking about it because
0: maybe (laughs) I'm always like, you want me to stop talking? Yeah, you want us to stop talking about it? Then just do it. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, I'd be more than happy to. I'd be more than happy
1: to stop talking about it. Yeah, yeah. We would love to find concrete tank manufacturers across the United States that made good tanks. It would solve it would Mm -hmm. solve that issue. We just made a a lot lot of them.
0: Like, let's oh. I there think are, There are a lot of them.
1: And I think there are more of them today yep. based on a Rinko, what mm-hmm. your dad has done, what Hal is, you know, all the yep. things that they did for, you know, I think there's a lot more of them that understand it when they finally under, see yeah. what's going on that they go, okay. And they, they make changes to the design. So right. I've been, in, I've been involved in it where we say. Hey, if you want to do this or you want watertight tanks or you want to be, you know, approved by RINCO to be with our treatment system Mm -hmm. and they go, okay, we're, we're on it. We never knew that, that, that made such a big difference, you know? And so, yeah, so we'll just keep doing it, you know? Amen. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Steve. It's always good to talk to you about this stuff.
1: It's, it's, yeah. Like I told Sean, I was like, when he first said, yeah you know what can you help us out with a podcast podcast on watertight tanks i'm like man that's yeah okay to me it's it's not a big deal and to me it sounds like a dull subject but like i said you said it in the beginning Uh i basically had you know your back on it where you said Uh your backbone it is it's it's the it's the the primary system
0: yep all right well thanks steve and thanks everybody for listening
1: yep see you next time
0: we want to thank you again for joining us today. Before you go, don't forget to subscribe where you listen to podcasts so you're notified when new episodes are posted. Also, you can leave your comments or suggestions through the contact link on our website, www.orenko.com. Until next time, have a great day.